You're listening to the Sermon Podcast for The Gate Church in Lethbridge, Alberta. For more information, to contact us, or to support this ministry, please visit thegate.org. My name is Blair, and I'm also a pastor here at The Gate, and so it's my pleasure to just have time now to... What I pray is that we draw closer to, gr- to God, that we grow in our relationship as we follow his spirit in just the time that remains uh, for this morning. We are keeping on with our sermon series. It's titled, This is the Will of God for Us. Uh, in this series of messages each week, I've, I've found that it's really been a process of building on the week before. So as I start, I want to briefly remind us of what we've learned so far. Uh, In the first week, we learned that it is God's will for us to dwell with him, to be with him, uh, to to know him and be known by him. And in the second week, we learned that it is God's will for us to be saved through Jesus Christ, to find salvation from him. And last Sunday, we discussed how it is God's will for us to be sanctified That is, for us to be changed from our old selves into the glorious likeness of Jesus Christ as we follow the way of Jesus Christ. So this week's message is like an extension of all of these, specifically an extension of last week's message about sanctification. Sanctification is like the cause of the effect that we will be discussing today and exploring a little bit. We're going to learn about how it is the will of God for us to move in him. It is the will of God for us to act in accordance with the things that he desires and that he wills. We're going to be reading from Philippians chapter 2. If you have a Bible, feel free to open it up to the book of Philippians from the Apostle Paul. Uh, Philippians chapter 2 explains for us how salvation affects our lives so that we actually accomplish God's will as we live. So I'll be reading verses, the second half of verse 12 and verse 13 as well, where Paul says to Christians, we are to continue to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is working in you both to will and to work according to his good purpose. This is a a short but theologically dense passage. Uh, So let's see what this has to do with God's will for us and how he moves in us. For starters, uh, the Apostle Paul wants the church to see the connection between God's work that's happening on the inside within us and God's work that is accomplished through us in the things that we do. So like I said, last week we learned about how God's work happens within us through sanctification. And today, by extension, God's will will be accomplished through us and what we do. In verse 12, uh, we can leave the passage up there if we still have it. Uh, Verse 12 says that we are to work out our salvation from God with fear and trembling. Now, fear and trembling doesn't mean uh, like afraid and scared. Uh, But what it does mean is seriousness. We are to be serious about this process of being changed by Jesus. This is our sanctification, and and we make it a priority to work it out. 
we are serious about working out the implications of our salvation, of following the way of Jesus instead of the way of the world or of a life without God. Now, as a side note, we shouldn't be confused as well that working out our salvation is not to say that we work to get salvation. We don't work to obtain our salvation. No, God gives his grace freely to save. But what Paul is saying is this process of sanctification does require work on our part. This is clarified for us as we read verse 13 Uh, where Paul explains that while we work it out, God is the one who actually works in us to accomplish his will. It says, for it is God who is working. It's God who is working in you, both to will and to work according to his good purposes. And this is amazing. This is amazing because it means that while we seek God's will for our lives, while we long to see his will done in us and around us in the world, It's God who's causing it to happen, all of it, through you and I. About this passage, one theologian writes that even our purpose, our willing, and our desiring to live and work for God comes from God. If we grasp this truth, I feel that we will be empowered in our daily lives because we aren't to be wandering aimlessly and just hoping that our lives matter in the end based on what we can accomplish. We aren't helplessly striving to follow an unattainable example by Jesus on our own efforts. No. If we are saved through Jesus Christ, we are empowered by his Holy Spirit supernaturally to see the will of the Father happening according to his good purpose through us. It is God's promise to accomplish his good purpose, and we get to be a part of this. This reminds me of a friend of mine who uh, shared his testimony with me some time ago. And as he described his life and God's work in his life, he compared it to reading or hearing the most incredible story ever And having the author actually invite him into that story, including us in his masterpiece. This is what it's like for God to work his will through our lives. I was reminded of Hebrews 12 too. Some translations actually call Jesus the author of our faith. This is true. It's God's story and we are invited The gospel is God's plan for creation, and we get to play a part to see God's will at work in our lives and around us. Speaking to this, Philippians 1.6 says, I am sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. We're talking a lot about God's promises for us this morning, and this is one of the promises, that God is faithful to work in our lives, to work his goodness in our lives, and that we will see all these things, not fully in this life, but one day as Christ returns, we will see the completion of his good work. And I hope that you find this to be encouraging 
because the reality is that until that day, until we are with Christ face to face, fully in God's presence, God is not going to be finished with his work in or through us yet. And because of this, it can be easy to believe the lie that, you know, if we make the wrong decision or if we sin or mess up, that God then cannot continue his work through us. Satan tempts us to doubt and despair when we don't see or or feel God's work happening here and now. But if we read scripture, we have the promise to be a part of God's good plan as it is so much bigger than our individual successes or failures or circumstances. So be encouraged to know that God is at work in you for his purpose wherever you may find yourself at. Romans 8.28 promises us this, that we know all things work together for the good of those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. So once again, it is God who is at work within and through us. He, his will is going to be happening in our lives as we love him. So these promises are important. They are things that we hold on to and they should shape us and affect our lives. And and because of their importance, I understand that we want to see the evidence of them in our lives. We want to uh, perceive the impact of these things as we live, and, and we should desire this. So to that, let's return to Philippians 2, 12, and 13. Reading this, I would say that the evidence of God's moving to accomplish his purpose is how the presence of God affects our will. God's Spirit affects our will. So we can ask ourselves this. As I make decisions, as I spend my time and generally live life, in what areas do I see the Holy Spirit invading and changing my will and my desires? How are my motives affected by God's presence in my life? What are the moral or ethical differences that I see in myself because of the salvation that is being worked out in my heart and mind? And as we pray about these and find answers to these questions, these are the evidences of God's will at work, not only within us, but through us to accomplish his plan Another passage from Romans chapter 8, this time verses 12 and 14, tell us this. Uh, So then, brothers and sisters, we are not obligated to the flesh to live according to the flesh. Because if you live according to the flesh, you are going to die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all those who are led by God's Spirit are God's sons. So the signs of new life. The signs of our working out salvation here and now is the leading of God's spirit and the effects on our wills, our desires, our decisions, and so on. As we follow Jesus, his spirit leads us into things that are no longer sinful or as Paul called them, things of the flesh, things that lead to death. So again, we ask ourselves, 
Are our desires controlled by sinful things, things like pride or envy, lusts, fears, and so on? Or are you submitting to the presence of God who leads us into good things in life, things like love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. These are the things, the evidence of God's divine will being worked out in the daily life of his people. This is amazing uh, because as we surrender our lives to God, we'll find that, and we've talked about this already in this series, but we continue to find that our decisions no longer bear the same existential weight. We don't have to be stressed out and anxious about the particulars of what we do as if uh, we control everything in our lives. Instead, we have an awareness of God's will to work in us and be freed as we surrender things back to him, him who is sovereign and is in control. Living in God's will is freedom. Surrender to the Holy Spirit is freedom. And I love this because it goes against some of the myths about Christianity that that we are a people who are obligated to a set of outdated rules that that we're burdened by and that we're just scared of, of making you know, God angry and getting struck by lightning or something like that. No, on the contrary, we live to please God. We pursue righteousness because we desire to see our salvation be worked out in all areas. On this, author Gordon Fee says, we are not those who have been begrudgingly caught by God so that we obey basically out of fear and trembling over what might happen if we were to do otherwise. Rather, being Christ's means, being converted in the true sense of the word, to have our lives invaded by God's Holy Spirit who creates in us a new desire towards God that prompts godly behavior in the first place. And this is what we're talking about this morning. While we surrender our will to God's over and over, we're going to find that surrender is less and less a struggle and more and more of a joy as God blesses us and gives us the fruit of the Spirit. So, whatever work there is to be done in different areas of your life, I invite you once again to simply surrender it all back to God to allow his Holy Spirit to lead you into whatever is pleasing to God. Ask if your desires are the same as God's, in line with his will, or if they are those things of the flesh that we talked about that lead us towards death and that we need to be rid of. As God works in you, know that he is also working through you to include you in his good purpose, in his story of redemption. This is the will of God for us, that he would move in us for his good purposes. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you this morning in humility, asking that you would work in us, 
that you would empower us to work out this salvation as we live our lives. We want to be transformed, God, as we submit to your Holy Spirit in this church and in our lives outside these walls. Lord, again, we ask for your will truly to be done here as we seek you, as we cry out to you. I pray for each of us, Lord, that we'll find your work happening as you give us eyes to see you in our midst, leading us and guiding us towards things of life. Lead us away from things that are sinful, God, and show us your will at work both in and through us. In these things, God, I thank you for your perfect faithfulness to see them through as we follow your leading. Thank you for the presence and power of your spirit in our lives and the promises that we have and the evidence of them at work. We bless you, Lord, and we pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.